רק אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר. כדורש עם אשר בארץ, אמר בכלל רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנחה, נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן יוצא גם את שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, we continue the second part of סימן מ' of שיחות ארן, section 40. lesson 40 of שיחות ארן, section 2, or the second part. Um, continuing with how Rabenu describes the order of the world and how Hashem created the world and the way to operate. He can discuss a beautiful idea and connect it to the Inyan of Chanukah, which we already started, with the idea of the dreidel, um, as we saw in the last podcast. But we're going to see some beautiful things here that, um, that tie into it. The Alkan, and therefore, Kol ha'olam kulo ubechinat galgal ha'chozer, ve'akol chozer ve'nitapech. We see that the entire world is like a rotating wheel. Everything, the entire world revolves in and transforms itself. It goes up, to down, down to up, etc. In cycles. So what? So now, at one point, we see that this thing, this object, whatever it might be, this thing, this creation, is in a supernal state. It's in a high state. In the aspect of the head. And then another thing is in the aspect of something lowly. It's at the place of the feet. Afterwards, we see that what? That thing which was at the head, which was at the, the high state, the high level, became the foot, and the foot became the head. Everything is transforming in itself. And so too we see that a man becomes an angel, an angel becomes a man. If you look in the Midrash Rabbah, if you also look in the Zohar Kadosh, that brought over down over there. The story that is mentioned in the Zohar in the Midrash also, Bereshit Rabbah, the famous story of the two angels, Azan and Azael, who were banished from the heavens and Hashem sent them down to this world to test them. And we see that they fell to this lowly world, that they were thrown out from the heavens to this lowly and material world, and they entered into this complete materiality to the point where they became uh, people who filled their desires. They went with women. And from that union with, that, with those women, they created what we call the Nefilim, those giants, that, uh, the, B'nai, that the, uh, the 12 Nesiim who were sent into Eretz Yisrael to spy the land, um, they encountered them. And they saw these Nephilim, these giants. Those giants that we're referencing are the union between those angels, Azan, Azael, and whoever other angels, and um, the union between those angels and the physical woman of this world. That they fell into this world. So we see it's not so simple. A person comes down to this world, nothing's guaranteed. As we see many times, angels came down to this world and they clothe themselves in physicality, in actual clothing, in hum- as human beings. As brought down in many different places. Look at the Gemara Yoma, page 37a, Yerushalmi um, Brachot, Perek Aleph, Hey and Tet, and many different places we see this Inyan. So we see how sometimes that which is above comes down to this world, and that which is lower, we're going to see right now, goes up above. And so do we see in other separate occasions that uh, a man literally becomes an angel. We see this with uh, Eliyahu 
in Melachim Bet, chapter 2, verse 11. We also see this with Chanukh, brought down in the Sod, in the writings of the, uh, the Zohar HaKadosh, that Chanukh, the sixth generation from Adam HaRishon, the first man, uh, became an angel and was elected to be the angel known as Metat, who is Sarah Panim. Metat, who runs the world during the six days, as Hashem Bar gives him the ability to take control. And Hashem operates through Metat. And we see many different lessons in the Likut and we discuss this angel. But it's brought down that Chanukh was a man, Hashem Bar saw that he would later commit a sin, and because he loved him so much, Chanukh was a cobbler actually, he loved him so much Chanukh, that he took him before he could sin. And he became the angel by the name of Metat, who was one of the biggest angels. One of the biggest deputies. So we see both sequences. There's the transformation of angel to man and the transformation from man to angel. We see everything's a rotating cycle. Because the world is what we call a dreidel. It's a rotating wheel. It's a spinning circle. And everything is constantly returning and transforming and it's going back and forth in this revolving fashion. Because the truth is, in its source, everything is one. And that's why the world rotates, to show us that there's no high, there's no low, it's all the nyan of oneness in the fact that that which is low can become high, that which is high can become low. Um, the world all has one source. And that's Hashem Ibarach. We're going to see more about this source right now. Gamatzinu. Sorry, we're going to see about that source in the next podcast, tomorrow's podcast, which we're going to finish off with Siman Mem. But nonetheless, We also find that the leg of one person might be higher in level, higher in stature, than the head of another. For example, take an adult and take a toddler. The legs of the adult go higher than the head of the kid. And so too with regard to the upper worlds. Because we see that the lower level of this world, sorry, that the lower level of an upper world is at a greater level than the highest level of a lower world. For example, we know that there's uh, four main worlds, spiritual worlds that is discussed in the Kabbalah. There's the Olam HaTzilut, Olam HaBeriah, Olam HaYetzirah and Olam HaSiyah. We live in the world of Olam HaSiyah, right? The world of action. But above the world of action is the world of the angels called Olam HaYetzirah, the world of formation. If you take the highest level of the world of action, which is the world that we live in, the highest place, it's still lower than the lowest place in the upper world, in the world of formation, which means what? The head of us is still lower than the foot of the upper world. We see how everything is a rotation. It's everything... Uh, we can see that sometimes the head of something can be lower than the leg of something. But the truth is, everything revolves in cycles. Still, everything is revolving in circulation. It's going back and forth and this and that. This is the sod. This is a big secret as to why we play on Hanukkah with the dreidel. The dreidel is that top that we spin and lands on a certain face. Because Chanukah represents the inauguration of the Holy Temple. Chanukah comes from Chanukah. Chanukah Bet Amigdash. Chanukah to inaugurate the Bet Amigdash. And we see Rabbi is coming to prove that the entire essence and the building of the Bet Amigdash 
It uh, signifies this idea of this rotating uh, wheel. Because we see in the Beit Hamikdash there was this principle, which is what as brought down in the Gemara Psachim, page fifty-eight, and the Zohar Parashat Vayikra, page one forty-three a, that what in the Beit Hamikdash that which was superior superior was below, and that which was inferior went above. Meaning the superior took a lowly state, and the inferior took a high state. And we're going to see what this means. And it says about the Mishkan, the tabernacle, which was constructed in the desert. God tells Moshe Rabbeinu, make for me a Mikdash, a holy place, a temple, and I will dwell amongst them. What does that mean? We see that it's as if to say, Hashem allowed to reside His divine presence. He allowed His divine presence to reside down here below in this physical world, in this Mishkan, in this tabernacle, in this temple, which is basically this idea that we just mentioned above, that which is supernal, went below. God, who's the highest of highs, came down to this physical world, right? And we see the exact opposite. We see in the Zohar Kadosh, it's brought down the Sinyan, this idea that the form of the Mishkan, the designs of the Mishkan, was engraved on high. We know that all the forms of the Beit HaMikdash or the Mishkan, the Mashkena, as brought down in the Zohar, all the forms of the Mishkan were all um, ideas of, were all uh, images of Maseh Bereshit. We're all, or we're all, uh, what do you call it? Signi- signifying the actions of how God created the world. So we see that the form of the Mishkan in itself, which is this lowly thing in this world, was actually engraved on high. We see that this thing had a bigger picture up in the upper, in the supernal world. We had the same inyan of the Mishkan in the upper world. We know that there's an upper Beta Mikdash. We know that Michal Kohen Gadol is the Kohen Gadol of the Beta Mikdash Shemana, of the upper temple. So we see that just as much as there's this one, there's upper one. We also say that Hashem Bach made a promise that he will not dwell in uh, the Beit Hamikdash, or sorry, in the Yerushalayim Shemala. He will never dwell in the supernal Yerushalayim as long as the lower Yerushalayim is never is not rebuilt. Meaning what? Until Hashem Bach decides to rebuild this Jerusalem that we know today, he will not decide to live live in the supernal Jerusalem up there in the heavens. And this we see represents the lower things going up. We see this is the idea of the dreidel, that top, that spinner, which represents this uh, spinning wheel, that everything is turning in cycles and revolving and transforming, the high to the low and the low to the high. Because according to philosophy, philosophical ideas and theories, it would be crazy, it would be like something like a lunatic. You'd be a lunatic to believe that something very, very far, um, that it, sorry, that it would be something extremely distant, very impossible, very, very unlikely from happening, that something like God Himself who is above and he's elevated above every single thing, every single thing. Above all spirituality, God is God. He's the one who created everything. Someone as elevated as Hashem Bach, it would be, it would be absolutely 
um, impossible to believe. It would be so crazy. Because according to logic, it would be unfathomable to even think that someone, how Hashem is about God Himself, who is above everything else, even all spirituality, that He could constrict His divine presence, His presence into the vessels of the Mishkan. It would be insane to believe, according to any logic, how something which is so lofty and supernal, the, the supernal of all supernal things, the cause of all causes, right? The reason of all reasons. That he could constrict himself into this physical world, into the vessels of the Mishkan. That God could be constricted into the table in the Mishkan. That he can be constricted into a Sefer Torah. That he can be constricted into the Menorah. That he can be constricted into all these things, these physical things. It would be insane to believe that. It's brought down in the verse in Melachim 1, chapter 8, verse 27. That we say about God Himself, that the heavens and the heavens of heavens, the highest abodes of heaven, cannot contain Him. Meaning, not even the highest things can contain Hashem. He's so lofty, He's unfathomably great. God, God proved to all the philosophers and all those who rely on logic that he did exactly the opposite of what makes sense. Because <laughs> the truth is, Hashem brought down his divine presence into the tabernacle. He showed everyone that he can dwell in this world. Hashem's glory fills the entire earth. The earth specifically, the atziyut, the, the physicality, the gashmiut, the corporeality. So what? We see that Hashem Yitbarach, the highest of all highs, comes down to this physical world. And He, he proves the philosophers that it's not what you think. That the, the, the spirituality is separated from the physical. No, it's that the spirituality can go all the way low. And the exact truth of the opposite. It's something crazy to believe. It's very far, very far-fetched to believe. Because according to logic, a person who's a low creature, a physical being who needs to go to the restroom, who needs to eat, who needs to do things that are so physical, that he could have the strength to make an impression up above. That he can become a tzaddik, that he can remove himself from the physical desires of this world, that he can become an angel. You know, it's brought down in Chaya Moran. Rabbeinu one time came to Rabbi Natan and Rabbi two of his main students, his two main students, actually. He came to them and he told them, I know that after you guys pass away, I know what will become of you, that you guys will become great angels. Rabbi Natan, Rabbeinu tells Rabbi Natan and Rabbi He said, I know what angels you'll become and what uh, koach you guys will have and what you guys will be in charge of. To show you that Rabbi Naftali, Rabbi Nata and Rabbi Naftali, two humans can become angels. Can you imagine? And how is it possible to believe that such a lowly animal, literally an animal, a cow, a dove, whatever it might be, can be brought as a sacrifice in the Beit HaMikdash and it can be elevated as a sweet fragrance, a, a pleasure before Hashem Barach. Because he spoke and his will was fulfilled. Just by the fact that an animal, something that low, can become something that big, proves to us that Hashem is exact against the logic of this world. 
against the logic of the philosophers that believe that that which is low stays low and that which is high is high. And how is it possible to even explain how God has will? But yet Hashem had the will to have an animal be brought as a sacrifice so that it can bring him pleasure. Can you imagine what we're talking about here? It makes no sense. <laughs> but the truth is Hashem proved to all these people, to all these philosophers, He proved against their logic. Because the truth is Hashem he allowed his divine presence to remain and to dwell down here in the Mishkan, in the temple. And the animal can be brought as a sweet fragrance before Hashem. And this we see represents that which is supernal, lowering itself, and that which is lower, going high. Which represents this spinning wheel. This represents the dreidel. This is the soda of the dreidel. For anyone who wants to know the dreidel, why we play on Hanukkah. Chanukah represents the Beit HaMikdash. And the Beit HaMikdash is the place which literally symbolizes this idea of that which is low going high and that which is high going low. That's the dreidel. You spin. The world is like a spinning thing. Everything that Hashem created is spinning. And that which is low can go high. That which is high can go low. There's no rules. Hashem created everything. And that which a person decreed to be extremely low, we promised to Hashem that we would be brought to this lowly world to try to serve Hashem from here. To try to lift ourselves up from this lowly place. We see Moshe Rabbeinu ascended up on Har Sinai, Mount Sinai, for 40 days and 40 nights. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't eat bread for 40 days and he didn't drink water for 40 nights. Can you imagine what we're talking about here? A human being ascending up to the highest heavens to receive the Torah. To the point where Moshe Rabbeinu can hold on to the Kisei HaKavod. And protect himself from the fire of those angels that wanted to burn him. As Rabbeinu describes the sword about this in uh, Lesson 1 of Likutu Mo'an, Sidiana, the second volume of Likutu Mo'an. Over there, Rabbeinu discusses how someone like Moshe Rabbeinu can go so high. He can surpass all the angels. Surpass the angels. Rabbeinu says in Lesson 1 of Likutu Mo'an, Sidiana, that B'nai Yisrael, the Jewish people, were created to have memshala ala manachim. To have rulership over the angels. Rabbeinu is going as far to say that not only should man become an angel, the man should be a little higher than an angel. A man shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't just lower him, limit himself to being an angel. He should even go higher. B'nai Yisrael were created to ascend above the angels. And we see this story with Moshe Rabbeinu. Coming to prove to us that everything these philosophers believe according to the logic of this world makes no sense. And even though what they think, what they are saying, seems to make logical sense. Actually, it's inaccurate and it's false. Everything Hashem created in this world is actually the exact opposite according to the opposite of their logic. And that's the emet. The Torah is the emet. And we must rely upon the Torah and the Chachamim, the Tzadikim Amitiim, for their wisdom. And not think just because we know better, just because science, science dictates this, that that is the emet. Because many times, has science dictated something that we later found out to be incorrect. And uh, we're going to see many more, many more of these things in Sikhot Aran Rabbeinu says many things that according to the logic of the world seem to make no sense. But with Emunah you'll be able to understand how actually what the Rabbeinu and what the Chachamim are saying is actually emet. And how what this world is trying to convince us is Shekeh. God willing, may we have that simple faith to truly believe that. And if we don't, may we, pray to, may we want to have it. That's the main thing. 
So Bezalat Hashem, that's it for today. And we continue with the last section of Siman Mem in the next podcast.